You're listening to the Astrologic Lab podcast with Jennifer and Lindsay. This is episode number 109, but really episode two. So here, here we are again. It's here another, we are again. It's another Astrologic Lab podcast. Um, I'm yeah, Jennifer. we did it. Oh, oh sorry. No. <laughs> we were just talking, which is great, about how we both have this charming trait. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Are we finishing each other's sentences or just interrupting people constantly? <laughs> More on that at 10. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. Um, do you have friends who do this? Because we are those friends. Um, oh, yeah. You and I have never had a complete sentence around each other, and we like it just fine. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're gonna try because the 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 sound. Yeah, the nature of recording. <laughs> the nature of recording. Everything is a nature now, I believe. Mm. Well, so we're going to start off the podcast how we're going to start off the podcast, I think, for its entirety, which I think is fun, which is I'm Jennifer, and I have a Virgo sun and a Leo moon and a Gemini rising. And today, I understand this to mean that um, I couldn't, I didn't, I decided not to take a shower this morning or wash my hair. And yet um, I still feel like a badass and I really um, have a lot of things to do, but I will probably only decide to do a few of those things because I get easily distracted. <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's what it means to you today. Yeah, that's right. That's how that's showing up for that's you. How, that's how that's showing up, yeah. Great. And then I'm Lindsay and I have a Pisces sun and a Capricorn moon and a Pisces rising and how that is showing up for me right now is that I am um, feeling very emo. <laughs> uh, my Capricorn often does not want me to um, embrace the flow. It wants me to work hard and work through that and get my shit together. And, um, but my Pisces sun and my Pisces rising are like, maybe you just need a Sabbath all weekend, who all week. I, you know, so I'm, I'm at war with myself a little bit today. Mm. <laughs> Pisces Capricorn war. <laughs> of 22222. It's yeah. real today. It's real for me today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fun to like consider that we can be at war with the, ourselves internally due to placements perhaps that we notice in astrology. And I think it's a good way to understand astrology, in fact, because 
if you go and read your your chart, you know your stuff, right? Like when you get the download from a site and it says these are all the things, like half of them are contradictory to the other things that they say about you. Which is why astrologers have jobs, probably, is because it's like you have to synthesize <laughs> that at some point. But it's like basically it comes down to you signed up for an internal war. Yeah. So and for me once I, I realized and got that in-depth information from um, experienced astrologers was when I realized how much of my mental health issues, anxiety, especially, was really just this thing. And that um, the more that I could accept myself as I am, and allow for myself to try to like bring it back to the flow, get back into the Pisces flow, get back into this, quit denying that part of myself. And the more I do that, the less anxiety I have overall, which, you know, it can be really hard in the face of capitalism. Yeah. You know, my, my Capricorn moon is like, but this is the way. This is. This is the way you need to keep up with the pace. You need to keep up with production. You need to keep up with earning that money out there. And then my Pisces is like, okay, but we're going to go home and now we have to cry about it. And now we're incredibly anxious about it all the time. And once I got a, you know, a deeper understanding of that about myself, I just noticed that, okay, the more I actually connect to the Pisces flow side of myself and I work with the seasons of the year and I understand my moon cycle, my bleed cycle, which is what I mean by moon cycle mm -hmm. for me. Um, the more I understand those aspects of myself and I allow them to come forward, I allow them to be the more whole I feel and the less anxious I feel. Yeah. And this is how I self-love now. Well, I think you, you touched on a few points that I want to like bring out right now and then we can maybe talk about it too because we are in Pisces season mm. and that urge that Piscean urge that Piscean desire to go with the flow number one um but then that kind of counter action from society which you know in all intents and purposes is represented by Capricorn in so many ways, but Saturn as its ruler, probably more intensely, right? Capricorn energy isn't necessarily so patriarchal, though it is very structured and requires manifestation and wants you to be productive. It's very mm -hmm. efficient. Mm -hmm. I always think of them as the accountants, right? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I have an accounting problem. Well, you should probably hire some Capricorns about it. You know, like, it, <laughs> like who's in your accounting? I literally worked at a place and every time they hired somebody, I was like, that their birthday is like January, whatever, you know? And I was like, <clears throat> and it was true. It was a room full of Capricorns. They all watered their plants on time. I'm just like, listen, you guys are amazing and we need you. But um, yeah, so, okay, tangent. But so, so that 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 urge to go with the flow is so counter to you know society's decision that was made when the patriarchy won or whatever 
you know, that, that that's the way that we make things. And so within you um, and within so many of us who, you know, try to get to know that Pisces inside of us, because we all have it. Mm-hmm. We all have Pisces in a house. We might have placements um, of planets in our natal Pisces. Um, but even if it's just in a house, and there's nothing in Pisces for you, right? Even if you don't have a Pisces rising or sun or moon or Mars or whatever, anything, right? You still have Pisces energy in an aspect of your life represented by that house system in your chart. And so everyone has that place where we have to deeply go with like trust. It's a trust thing. It's like, I trust Mm -hmm. the darkness. I trust the flow because Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's, I think it's in Jonathan Livingston Seagull, which is like a book I read. And it's like in the beginning, they talk about this riverbed and there's all these rocks chilling on the riverbed. And every once in a while, one of them lets go and disappears forever. Mm-hmm. And they all make stories about what fucking happened to those rocks. <laughs> right? Right. The ones that still hold on to the riverbed. They're like, it's terrifying. And then they're like, I'm going, you know. But there's this thing that happens when you just decide, you're like, oh, I'm just going to see where, you know, the rivers always meet the sea, right? So they go to, you know, yeah. you give yourself over to that flow. It's such a bigger existence. And Pisces energy knows that. And I think right. it's really beautiful. Yeah, it, it's, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like I've been perfectly suited for the revolution or something <laughs> in this nation where there's all this backlash against how capitalism isn't working for most people yes right now and so what do we do instead you know (laughs) like what do we do instead and um like you know what I've been practicing for this internal conflict for a a big chunk of my life and Uh I get it guys because I've got one side of me that's like just a total overachiever and really you know can get caught up in that constant climbing and encouraged and yeah right yeah there's a a reward system for cap energy for capricorn energy Mm -hmm. yeah i just feel yeah like my chart is like a microcosm of what a lot of people are feeling internally (laughs) right now (laughs) about the stress how there's just this constant stress and that was my constant stress Mm-hmm. when I denied, um, you know, the Piscean parts of myself, I had that. And I've, I've learned how to settle those, those waters and go with the stream and allow myself to flow outwards so that I can personally expand into the ocean. You yeah. know, that's my personal spiritual expansion. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, you know, I love that that brings up that point of, you know, one of the reasons I get really annoyed with, or, or used to, you know, I'm not super emotionally impacted by it now, but I would get really annoyed when I would like read a horoscope for Pisces and it would just be like, this doesn't fit. Like so many stereotypes about laziness is when you hear a lot or just being kind of so, um, unreliable, flighty, flaky, these kinds of things that I never felt related to me. And I think when a lot of people first hear, oh, I'm into astrology, all they picture is the horoscope they read in the back of a magazine. And maybe that happened to them too. They read their horoscope and were like, this is so 
either just like ridiculously general that it fits to everybody or it just really does not fit to me. And it's like, well, yeah, that's because just your uh, sun sign is not the all of you. And yeah, it really helps to get a bigger, bigger picture of the whole cosmos. Well, each astrologer, like I would even say, like, maybe that astrologer was a Capricorn. I mean, you know, (laughs) because the judgment, like, by the, like, when I write horoscopes, I, I, I get existential crisis, as I call it a little bit Hmm. too, sometimes when I think, because I'm writing generic horoscopes for every day. And when I look at the cosmic weather, it's like, there's so much more going on personally for people when I try and pick up the vibe, it's like, okay, this is the vibe, but you're Mm -hmm. going to approach this vibe based on like, you know, if you have a key and there's all these different pieces that might lock into place together, you know, the day's energy and your energy are going to interact and catalyze something. And I can't know that. Right. Mm -hmm. And no astrologer can know that. I mean, I think that there's some stuff that can be done that probably feels really resonant, but you're right where, even if you're looking at, you know, like the rising sign, which tends to be um, indicative of certain parts of your life, Mm -hmm. you look Mm -hmm. at the rising sign horoscope for yourself, you know, but it's like to stereotype how each even sun sign it's just it's such a small part it's a teeny piece and also just just having read your horoscopes yeah you go way beyond what people are going to read in a newspaper or on some you know website that's just clickbaity or whatever like that I don't I don't say that and then I'm not talking about you, I guess oh, is yeah, what no. I want you to know. It's like, <laughs> oh, of course when, not. I'm, when I'm like talking about how, about a shitty horoscope, it's well, like, there are, yeah, like, the, <laughs> the, like, they still do have, they still do have horoscopes, like in the back of like women's day magazine, right? This is what I'm talking about. I know. So, Growing up for me, it was 17 magazine and maybe mm-hmm. even I don't remember if Rolling Stone had one or not Spin right. magazine all of those Jane even even the local paper you know will have blurbs and I always think like how do these I mean like by the way I would love to get that astrology gig and just write two lines of snark for every day about each and and get paid to do that like cool I could do that totally um but I do think um I i I grabbed a bunch of magazines actually from my mother-in-law's house because she's a she's like a magazine queen. And I realized that Women's Day still had horoscopes in the back of it. And I grabbed every single issue of 2020 because I wanted to like do a kind of thing. So maybe we could get together and like fucking put them all together on like a shot sheet. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Like 12 horoscopes, 12 months for each sign. And let's see, let's go. Let's see how it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a fun little art project. Oh, I'm into it. Into it. Um, I also wrote down for you, I am perfectly suited for the revolution. That's the quote of the day. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and we, uh, you know, not everybody's ready. Not, not everybody's, everybody's ready. ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is an, that's the that's the understatement quote of it. Like I, I look, I go into normal normal society and go around normal people. Like this weekend was amazing. This is not, you know, I realize how exceptional the people that I know are because we're not having regular conversations. Yeah. Thank you all for thank you for being part of my solar return return. gathering for the weekend that's what we did last weekend and um thank you for celebrating with me and yeah I do the same thing whenever I get my people all in one room I I take that moment to look around and and wonder absolute wonder at who I have in my life I'm very fortunate very blessed and if if our friends and the people that stick with us for the long haul are a reflection of ourselves damn yeah I I am doing something right I am doing something right because yeah that's how that that was just remarkable even my introverted husband was like I felt so comfortable and welcomed in that space and like that's not a like regular feeling for him. So I felt yeah, it's what I told you. Yeah, I know. And I also, I also (laughs) had moments of like gratitude that he was there. And often Mm -hmm. I've, you know, thought, oh, I need a girl's weekend or I need time alone or whatever. And I just didn't feel Mm -hmm. that way because I felt like he was you know, included and welcomed in a way that not always happens with a group of women, but we're all so fucking powerful. It was easy to see that he just got enveloped up in it and it was lovely. It was fucking great. So anyway, so yeah, so Pisces, you're a Pisces and we talked a little bit about it, but you know, this new moon in Pisces is coming. I'm going to bring up my notes make sure we get through this list of, yeah march 2nd new moon know. in pisces yeah so you know we're gonna have the last quarter moon first and if you listen to the last podcast we talked a bit about how there was a fixed moon lunation right there's a fixed moon cycle we have the new moon in aquarius and the full moon in leo which was a fixed two fixed signs right and they are the polar they're in the opposite duality of the polar opposite of the wheel of the zodiac the zodiacal wheel mm-hmm. look at it as a pie right mm-hmm. and for this lunation so now we're shifting now it's shifting to a mutable lunation and we're going to start having the um aspects to the sun on um at immutable signs so the first um Part of that lunation cycle is this last quarter moon we're going to have on the 23rd, which is the day this podcast is dropping, Wednesday, the 23rd. There's a last quarter moon in Sagittarius, mm. right? And so, and then we're going to have the new moon in Pisces on the 2nd of March. And then on the, the 10th of March, we'll have the first quarter moon in Gemini. And then on the 18th of March, we'll have the full moon in Virgo. So these are the four Sagittarius, Pisces, Gemini, and Virgo. These are the four mutable signs. And mutable means changeable, flexible, agile. They're Mm -hmm. the liminal spaces, right? Pisces season comes between winter and spring. It's the time 
when things are shifting, right? So all of the mutable signs are those in-between season times, right? And we go from those fixed signs where that's the middle, like Aquarius, even though it's middle winter, right? Right. And then, um, and then the mutable sign brings in that change. And then we move to cardinal signs, which we'll talk about once we get into that new yeah. Aries time next, next month. But it's, so this full moon actually happens right before Ostara, right before the sun moves into Aries. And so that week is going to be lit as fuck. Um, but it's still yeah. a month away from now. But yeah, that's a, uh... Yeah, so for my chart, I'm coming up on my resurrection day, yes. which for me um, typically falls right around Easter, right around Ostara. And um, yeah, it's a real exciting, juicy feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I love it'll be it. like a full moon there too, because it's 29. Mm -hmm. Your resurrection is 29 degrees of Pisces. The mm -hmm. sun and moon, the full moon happens at 27 degrees on the 18th. So just a couple of degrees and probably some minutes uh, since it's 27 and it's on the 18th because two days later, the sun will move into Aries midday or something. So yeah, that those yeah. two days are going to be, you know, kind of lit up for you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, yes. So. Yeah. I would love to talk more than about, yeah, how these uh, being in these mutable signs are going to yeah. kind of affect everybody. Is everybody going to feel as juicy and excited about it as I am? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I mean, know let's hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think, I think what the focus is and what the vibe is, right, is this being in the flow, right? Again, you know, Pisces is exemplary of mutable energy in the watery space, the emotional space, the feeling sensing space, mm. right? Let's not forget that mm -hmm. uh, like water is not just your emotional body, although it definitely is, mm. you know, water in our body cycles in a way, just like the tides, right? You know, mm -hmm. and, and talking of our cycle, I mean, like I'm a few days from bleeding and I'm, I'm starting to feel a little full, right? Mm -hmm. you know the water in our body the water table gets high right kind of thing mm -hmm. and I think that you know we think about mutable water Pisces that going with the flow we tend to be we're transient there's like this transience remembering that everything is temporary is a really lovely way to connect with a mutable lunation oh you're mm -hmm. feeling stuck well that's temporary Oh, you're feeling great. Well, that's temporary. Yeah. And it encourages us. You know, what, what often happens, I think, is we tend to worry, right? We tend to wait. Yeah. We, we do the stress shit, right? So all lots of mutable signs deal with stress differently. Um, but right. the Pisces and Virgo kind of make mental cases, right? They get emotionally afraid <laughs> or they want to grasp onto that feeling of goodness. Like, oh, it feels so good to be in the flow. Um, but it can quickly turn into like, oh, I'm out of control, aren't I? Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if you let those external con uh, constructs, you know, kind of tell you who you should be instead of listening to who you are. Yeah. That, that experience you mentioned earlier is like, oh, yeah, if I get back into my flow, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. Nothing's gone wrong. You know, which yeah. is a really lovely mantra from one of my teachers, Tara Brock. Nothing's gone wrong. 
Right. Which I, you know, I think is just so important, especially when things are, when you are suffering, when things don't feel good, it's, again, things are not going wrong. It sucks. It really sucks to say that this is what has to happen for your life right now, or this is what, you know, this is the way it has to be. If you're, it's just what's happening right now. And you're right. When it's, when it's good, it's temporary. And when it's bad, it's temporary. And yeah, I, I work a lot with, with kind of transforming those things, you know, you, you've seen me, you've known me for a while now. And just in the short period of time, you've known me, you've seen me, uh, confront some pretty devastating tower moments and, you know, how I transmuted those and accepted that even that is not wrong. That's just what had to happen. Yeah. And That's accepting hard. my flow in that and accept and remembering that it's temporary so that I don't um, get stuck in this place of, you know, wondering why me or yeah, the worrying, investing. That- a lot of time on wondering why did I deserve this? That's, that's, that's not it. It's not about whether or not those are like those personally did something to deserve the hard times. It just is. And that, that thought too is really steeped in religious dogma culture. Mm -hmm. We all Mm -hmm. get the pure, you know, oh, you did something to deserve that. You didn't repent enough. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know, whatever you should have clearly like, sinned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and our tendency to worry and to make a story. So it's interesting because all these mutable scientists have this a role in this kind of dynamic, and I think it's cool. So this, you know, the Sagittarian urge to move forward and to grow no matter what, right? Jupiter mm-hmm. ruled. Like, oh, something's gone wrong. Well, let's book a trip to Bali. Let's fucking go. You know, <laughs> let's move this energy. It's mutable, right? It's transformational, right? Well, I got the fire. Let's cauldron this bitch up. Like you've mm-hmm. got turnips, they're sour. I got fucking honey and water. Let's make soup. Mm-hmm. Like let's do this thing and let's transform it, transmute it with that fire energy. And yeah. I don't know what's in your Sag, in your um chart but when the moon is there in sag it's square to you know uh that pisces energy okay and when we have when we experience a square there's a confrontation and a challenge and you might notice um that when the moon is in sagittarius um you have that kind of alchemical ability to transform something a little more intensely because it, it helped it that mutable energy is like showing up for you ah. the water right you it may be uncomfortable too it might be right right that those things may be uncomfortable it's like oh i'm i'm in hot water right now i can feel the urge mm. to step away or to transform because sometimes sometimes stepping away isn't where we want to go sometimes we should sit with or whatever sometimes no. get I'm hearing that this is maybe a good time to look for those things and know that, yeah, it's time to harness that Mm -hmm. and light it up, light it up. Okay. Light it up. So yeah, light up that call. That's fueling me. I like that. The last quarter of the moon cycle is really where we like loosen up the things that, you know, need to drop. If you think of 
that, you know, fall time is really mm. a last quarter moon vibe. And, you know, trees can't produce blooms next spring if they're still holding on to leaves that are dead. Mm. Right. And so the last quarter moon is kind of like that cleanup phase. You're looking at what's been spent, right? Not, mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. a lot of our, you know, a lot of the spiritual culture talks about like what no longer serves you. And what does that really mean other than, hey, it's run its useful life. Yeah. You know, it's done its purpose. And so you really want to make sure that you, you have some gratitude around what it did for you, even if it was a coping mechanism that maybe, you know, those things serve yeah. you. So treating them with respect as they leave your um, toolbox, your repertoire. That, that's really resonating. I've definitely had just a couple of kind of big lifelong stories I've been telling myself. I've really noticed them. They've been revealed to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I am 100% like over it. <laughs> I'm so freaking over it that I'm just like, yeah, I'm actually am feeling pretty fired up right now yeah. to let them go. Um, well, you might also, I'm also thinking that, you know what, guess what? It is actually really time for me to start a dream journal. Can you believe I've never done a dream journal? Me yeah. who like has experienced who frequently, ex I frequently experience dreams that are so intense. I can move about within them and make choices and decisions in my dreams about where to go. Yes. That's how lucid, I guess, mm -hmm. they are to the point where, you know, sometimes I've had to wake up and ask people if that really happened or not, because mm -hmm. it was so real for me. But, and yet here I am, I've never written a dream journal, but I, I had a really intense one last night. I shared it with a very, you know, loving and spiritual friend of mine this morning. Mm -hmm. And she immediately pointed to the story of this is, this is something I've seen you tell yourself. Wow. This is you, you, and you lived out a story. I've watched you tell yourself, um, a lot. Oh, since, and she's known me since we were, you know, teenagers yeah. and, um, you know, and a lot of it was related a lot of it was related to that um, story you and I were just talking about from this weekend where I kept second guessing whether or not people were having a good time right. hanging out with me at my celebration that I had that insecure story that started running in my head that was like, it, is everybody having a good time or am I just oh imagining that? But <laughs> yeah, well, so it's so, yeah. And I mean, I'm so I over it. That, I have that same thing that happens. Mm. And um, from an outside person, like how, like, it's so funny to me to hear you even say that, that you have <laughs> stories. So great. Yeah. But this is the story that like, yeah. for as soon as she said it, I was just like, it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't frustrated with myself over the fact that that has been the narrative for a long time or that has been a story I've been telling myself that's not the vibe for me yeah. at this time in my life I'm not no like you know I think we get into that too right once we notice the story then we're like oh now I'm gonna beat myself up for having invested so much time and energy and I don't give a shit have, yeah, that is not the vibe for me anymore either and maybe that's the Sagittarian thing I'm vibing with right now because yeah. it was all just like okay, <laughs> well, we're just going to move forward and we're not even yeah. going to dwell on like 
how many years that's been the story, we're just going to flip the page. Yeah, and just turn on. the page. We're just going to turn the page. Yeah. Maybe we're going to just toss that book in the fire and we're right. going to just start a new book. We're going to start a new dream journal. Yeah. And we're going to transmute that into a journal now where like I can throw these things down and uh, let them go. And maybe yeah. I do. Maybe I start a dream journal and I just burn that shit every time. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm yeah. feeling that energy big time. I love that. Well, yeah. So with everyone, you can kind of see how, you know, like I wrote this last quarter moon, they lend themselves to, so in Sagittarius, they lend themselves to expansion when you release control um, and you focus on optimistic outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, Sagittarius energy is like when you are, it's like, it's like me at 19, deciding to go to Europe with literally three pairs of pants for three months. You know what I mean? Like their mm -hmm. optimism of like things work out for me. It's a really mm -hmm. great actual affirmation for, for Sagittarius energy is, oh, because, and especially if you're telling somebody you're going to do some audacious thing, this is my favorite thing to do mm. when you're like around normal people who might <laughs> be risk averse um, for, for the revolution. Yeah. Um, but if you, so if you find yourself, it's like when you tell them you're going to do this audacious thing, like I'm going to, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to write erotic novels. And they're like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, but things work out for me. And things you just work out for me. Say you just stop talking after that and look them straight in their dead eyes. Oh man. I'm, I'm writing that on a bay leaf today yeah. and burning yeah. it at my altar. Yes. Things work out for me. Things work out for me. And when people yep. like say have these doubting thoughts or we have our own doubting thoughts, right? We'd be like, it's okay. Chill out, Lindsay, or chill out, yeah. Jenny, like in my own head. Chill out. Things work out for me. Look around. Mm. Yeah, look at all I these. Mean, we actually have a lot of proof we're fucking blessed bitches, I'll tell you. Did, you all did show up. That's, okay. that's the sign, right? Yes. Like I'm sitting here worried about whether or not everybody actually had fun right. after the party happened. And oh. yet the proof is that you all showed up. Oh, it was so fun. It was so <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I, need. I can't even, I can't even, we're not even going to give, I mean, wow. It was amazing. It was fantastic. It was a magical time. And by, by the way, when you seeded it and you told me about it and you saved the date for it, I already knew it was going to be mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And it just kept proving itself to be that way. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, so we, we talked about the last new moon. Say again. I said, so we go from that to the new moon. Yeah. Right. So okay. and each, each, each lunation is kind of like a weekish, right? We have that mm -hmm. last quarter moon on the 23rd and then through the, through the second before the new moon, you really do those workings, right? So it, it starts with that uh, last quarter moon in, in Sag, get, get, get your shit cleared out, fire up the cauldron, all that shit. And then on the second, yeah, the new moon happens at 12 degrees of Pisces. And a new moon, again, means that it's conjunct the sun. So the moon and the sun are both going to be at 12 degrees of Pisces. Mm. And new moons are times for in their, uh, intention setting and planting seeds. And it's a time when we, you know, say what we want. It's almost like putting in your wishes, you know, Jan Spiller's book around uh, new moon energy is like, like audacious wishes. This is when you make big wishes. Now, 
it just depends on how practical of a witch you are, whether you want to do these really big things. I mean, I say both. You can make something kind of, you know. So one thing I love to do during this time of year for this specific new moon because of its watery nature is I like to write down my intentions at the altar and then I take that piece of paper and I fold it up and put it in a little bowl of water at my altar space and then I know that at the full moon I'm going to remove it from the water and let it dry completely out again and then burn it because I don't know what it is with me and burning things but it's like my favorite way to let them go I'm like and I've done it with like photos of somebody that or something that like I need to let go of I put that in the water mm -hmm. I put you know things like that and then uh yeah that's do my favorite with... thing to do at the altar it's and I don't know what that is that's not out of my witchiness that's not something that I read in some witch book about this is the spell it's just what it's, you... just, it's just came to me it came yeah. to me in my Piscean yeah. psychic intuition intuition it came to me as this is a a great way I love uh, it. If you write paper, it'll actually dissolve too. Well, it, you know, so far I've never, I think that's what's interesting is that so far, whenever I've done it, it's like the paper itself has never, be, maybe it's because it's folded up and it's a little sturdier. It hasn't, mm -hmm. the paper itself has never disintegrated, but sometimes the ink does. Yeah. Yeah. And the ink leaves the page and becomes part of the water. It right. is not part of nature. It is gone. It is. And then whatever remains, you know, gets to burn. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just a beautiful ritual. I really enjoy I it. That. I love that. <laughs> well, I think, you know, with the new moon in Pisces, specifically, if you just want to look at the astrological stuff, I mean, you can also place it in your chart and say, oh, which house is this happening for me in? Right. Mm -hmm. For you, it's in your 12th house, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, you know, and then, um, and the 12th house time is, is also associated with Pisces energy, but mm -hmm. it is about engaging in the flow and, and kind of um, seeds of inspiration around intuition and psychic gifts even can be um, seeded with this new moon in Pisces. So if you're practicing, you know, tools for evolution through intuitive means or witchcraft, whatever, if you're somebody who's doing those things, this is a really great moon to make devotional statements, right? There's something about devotion mm. or, and I would say, I mean, you're a yogini, right? Or I don't mm -hmm. know how it would, um, but the, the songs, what are the songs? There's like these mantras. No. Oh, you don't mean I mantra? Can't remember. Our friend um, sings them. They're like devotional songs. I can't remember now what they're called. I just always called that mantra and, and you do, and mantra is to be sung. They are. Okay. So maybe that in is. Sanskrit. Yeah. You sing mantra. Um, but yeah, the other thing from yoga that I think is really powerful right now and is kind of related to setting intention and um, is Sankalpa mm -hmm. and that's uh, S-A-N. K-A-L-P-A for anyone who wants to look up what Sankalpa is because I'm afraid I won't do the definition justice. Um, but yeah, look look into that. That's a really good um, kind of way to think about setting intention. And it, it's 
and my understanding of it is that um, it is, it's, it's like, it's exactly like what you said, things work out for me. You may, your song Kalpa is the intention that you set as if it is already true. Yes. As if it's not, it's not, I am going to do this or I will let this thing go. No, Sankalpa says this already is. Yeah. I am loved. I am love. Yeah. It can be just that. I love, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, something, there's something that brings peace to the heart when you bring Pisces medicine into intention settings. I mm. think. And this new moon is definitely one for, you know, another, I think, um, uh, uh, you know, if there, if Pisces has some culpas in general, I would say that like peace in your heart is like, it's like, I am, I am, I have peace in my heart. Like I have that. That's mm-hmm. something that I experience, you know, and mm-hmm. Pisces, Pisces energy really does, um, lend itself to forgiveness and devotion and mm-hmm. connection to the divine, something that's unseen, you mm-hmm. know, and the subconscious being part, like an ally. I think so many of us yes. were raised where our subconscious gifts were, you know, fucked with or manipulated, used against us. We were told we don't really have ownership yeah. over our bodies like oh everything's fine you know oh that didn't hurt oh you know well in so our subconscious ways. and our subconscious is so deeply impacted when when people are always constant like talking about the programming the programming <laughs> and it's you know the cultural programming from the media and it's the programming of the you know stressors and trauma that you face from you know the womb onward yeah all of these impact your your (laughs) subconscious all of them do this is all information you know that you are receiving and your subconscious is trying to make sense of and yes it's there's a lot of us that do not trust our subconscious we places in there that have (laughs) misinformation in there well, they, and when it gets touched and triggered, we, it's like, yeah, or we misinterpret, or we misinterpret the information that is there. A lot of it I've noticed in American culture is there's this real, like, aversion to pain, and there's this real, like, sense that we are just supposed to feel good all the time, yeah. and then we have this immediate gratification culture at the same time where you know, don't sit in your pain, fix it, fix it. And pain is just information. And the pain you're feeling, if we tap into our subconscious, um, we, that's when you actually get the truth about what that is, and that it is temporary. You know, this horrible thing happened to you, maybe just as an example, you know, you experienced some trauma, when you were younger, say. And so now, you know, your subconscious is maybe lining you up to continue to experience that thing over and over and over yeah. again in your yeah. life until, well, yeah, there's that until, attachment and until you attach to the subconscious and you and go, this, is, this pain is pointing, this is the information that is pointing to this thing. Yeah. And then you look at it and you go, okay, these things are not happening to me because I made a mistake. I deserve them. The world hates me. Um, 
I'm being punished. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, my subconscious just wants me I'm an to this and know that it's temporary and I can transmute it. I have the power. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, if, with this new moon in Pisces, um, you know, being able to focus on that planting a seed for emotional, like I am fulfilled. I have, mm -hmm. um, I have, I have dreams that are, um, that are, that are deserving of my space, right? Even you just mm -hmm. deciding like my dreams are worthy of my attention, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they are part of my life that is, um, inspiring and real and I'm experiencing them. And I can trust my instincts. Yes. Yeah. I can trust my instincts. That's a great affirmation for Pisces. I can trust my instincts. Right. Or just, I trust. I trust. We don't need to say I can. Yeah. Just, you do. I trust yeah. my instincts. I trust my instincts. Yeah. Like those kinds of statements, it feels really powerful. And yet I don't think we often, I mean, like why, yeah. I still just why weren't we asked to do that when we were younger you well, know I just the programming I made this whole I used to I used to do slam poetry in college I don't know if you know this what yeah so um and <laughs> I'm so cool <laughs> um but I uh when I I wrote one poem about and I like uh, there was but I would constantly talk about they, the mm -hmm. they, right? There's this like perverted, like the royal they. The royal they. they did this to us. And now, now it's interesting because, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories, but it's like the they. So yeah, I have is this. Is the they the elite? Is the they the cabal? Is the I, they your parents? Is right? the they your family? Is it the you have so many stories about. Is it yeah. God? Who's the yeah, they? The they. Yeah. There's so many stories about different they's. So you might have a, it's the villain, right? In the story, the group uh, that would, you know, it's the- Yeah, it's, it's the power, the powers that be. And powers it's be. the thing that we, 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 we attach to the programming or the thing that's- Yes. The like agent. it must be because the they- Yeah, I want to see the manager of conspiracy. Yeah, the they wrote the program, right? Yes. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, those are the things that for me, like when I try to, when I try to, now I'm really, um, after that affirmational talk, now I'm really aware mm. of when I say try, um, mm -hmm. my, my intention is to be, um, allowing myself the contemplation that comes with subconscious awareness. Mm -hmm. that makes sense mm -hmm. so like I I know I have a subconscious I know that it's doing things in the background mm -hmm. I, I know that I can't track it all the time it's exhausting and anyone who you know um has a mutable brain I mean I have a, a Gemini rising a Virgo mm -hmm. sun and uh, my Mercury happens to be in Leo so it wants to attach meaning to things it wants to you know Mercury is the planet of the brain and ideas and speaking and stuff so mm. I love I love making sure this this works out and maybe another time it would it works out as me really defining terms right I love language I want to I want to know you know like I want you to know that there's a difference between um judgment and discernment 
Mm. And it's important to recognize, you know, there's like these, these, there's words where it's just like, there's a difference between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. Semantics matter to me. Semantics matter. They do. They matter to me. Um, Semantics and context matter to me quite a bit. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I love that, you know, the more we, I think that's maybe a good kind of prompt for this season as well then is can you carve out even five minutes every once in a while to just sit and uh, meditate a little bit and tap into the subconscious and then maybe you'll you'll get to you know maybe you'll be inspired as the Pisces <laughs> kind yeah. of always is living in inspiration, maybe you'll be inspired and, and actually get to write down your instinct or define it. I think when I say, you know, trust your instincts, I, maybe there's a lot of people that are disconnected from their instincts. Yes, or, or the, I mean, and, I, they, I, and they can't define it. It's like, oh, it just feel, I just feel a thing. I just, it feels this. And I, and you want to be like, well, it's making me uncomfortable because, yeah. and you go, well, maybe, you know, I just to, I would say like, that's would be my tune suggestion in. for this season is to kind of tune into that. Yeah. And maybe you'll get to that point where I have so often where it goes, it doesn't matter why it makes me uncomfortable. Right. It just matters that it does. Yeah. The urge to define, <laughs> define the thing is a very, like that opposite of the Piscean, right? It's like, yeah. it wants to say like, this is why, this is what it means, this is how we can avoid that discomfort next time. And there the you Pisces, go. The pain avoidance. How yeah. can I avoid it next yeah. time? Yeah. If I knew all the facts, I could have avoided this. Yeah. And there is something that is that thing, right? Where I, I feel like I have been born. I feel like I have been born to that. Like I'm here to tell people that we don't need to know why. And that <laughs> I am like, yeah. I feel like I am here to remind people that it's okay to admit that you can't know something. Uh. It's okay to just to sit with that and be like, oh, I guess I just can't know. Like, I can't know the truth of what the elites may or not, may or may not be doing. Like people are so uncomfortable with not knowing that they need to write entire scriptures about not what they don't know. People are not comfortable just going like, oh, maybe I don't need to know why. And maybe there's just things I can't know. And how do I get comfortable sitting in the river, not knowing when I may be released into the ocean. Yes, like not knowing what happened to them. Well, that's the thing. So, so this became a radical practice for me um, as I grew older, realizing that I had to be willing to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes I just say, oh, I'm willing to be wrong about that. Like if I'm ar- yes. like arguing someone, it's like, this is my experience, like my, my practice now, mm-hmm. what I think is something people should adopt for sure. <laughs> um, and I think I do it pretty well now because I've had a lot of practice, but the, I still get caught up mm-hmm. um, in some conversations with some people into wanting to be right or wanting to persuade them. But mostly what I think is important is saying, here's my experience of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's your experience? Wow, I haven't experienced that. Here's mine. 
So I'm not going to argue your experience. I'm going to tell you about mine. And then I, you know, it's like, and then I may make assumptions about things that I can't know. Right. Right. And, and right. that's still part of the human condition and part of it's relevant maybe to a discussion, but I all, I, I often, and will practice the art of saying, but I'm willing to be wrong about that. Cause it's just something mm-hmm. that I, you know, think now the the writing of the stories or those kinds of your way of kind of talking through that stuff it, did you say earlier that that's related to your mercury being in leo is that what you said i think so i think okay. that that feels very mercury in leo because leo is a fixed fire sign it wants mm-hmm. to it wants to um it wants to prove itself it wants to lead that the urge of leo energy is kind of um well i uh, you know, it stands in pride. It can be very mm-hmm. egoic, you know, it's ruled by the mm-hmm. sun. Um, and so that yeah. urge to be right is, it can turn very toxic, right? And you, you know, you'll be right at every, and I think my moon's in Leo too. So, um, yeah. so that's, that, that, those placements have gotten me and it's in my third house. It's gotten me in a lot of fucking trouble with my mouth. Yeah. Only so- when I run my mouth. So, so given what dangerous woman, (laughs) given given what I've said about, you know, kind of my interpretations of the world that I see around me, does it make sense that my Mercury's in Aquarius and my 11th house? So much. (laughs) Where you're like, did everyone in my friends have a good time? Uh huh. And that was my responsibility. Like, how? What? Oh, okay. (laughs) But. I was hosting. It was my responsibility. Like, I don't know if that's the conversation you're having, but like, you know, that seems like a really um, Mercury and Aquarius thing to do where your mind Mm -hmm. and your um, ideas go towards the collective Mm -hmm. and, and that you are minded towards creating um, space for the collective to speak its mind or to have ideas or you know, that, that, that mercurial, because mercury is not, it's communication too. It's not just, it's language, it's communication, it's conversation, it's contemplation. Mm. It's the nervous system, right? So having, having your mercury in Aquarius may even tap you into, to some degree, the nervous system of the collective, perhaps. It may be why you need to social media break. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It might be Aquarius, right? Like, isn't it there right now? Isn't what what there? Um, Mercury is in Aquarius, you mm-hmm. know, and um, but no wonder I just like had to yeah. bow out of you social just media. You Mercury return to Aquarius. You're like, I'm gonna peace out on social media. Thanks. Yeah, I want to learn from my immediate community and what's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly to- what I've needed recently. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes so much sense. So that does make sense, and and. Yeah, I love that about you, by the way. I think, oh. you know, I think that that even if I didn't know that, like a lot of our conversations mm-hmm. okay, have been about collective problem solving, mm-hmm. you know, and we just tend towards that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, and, and my my Mercury being in Leo is about, is, is in opposition because Leo and Aquarius are in opposition. So we have opposite Mercury signs as well as sun signs, which is fucking, we need to like, I need to do a full on sinistry. Like, 
no wonder we make such beautiful alchemy right because it was like <laughs> a little bit of spice and a little bit of this and oh and yeah boom, You're salty boom. The we are the salty <laughs> in the sweet I love, I, like, it. I love it but yeah so okay so the full the the new moon also I was just looking at its chart really quick mm. you know there's still this square saturn and mercury are conjunct um at 19 degrees of aquarius is that right 18 19 so on this new moon saturn is chilling with mercury at 19 degrees of aquarius and like that's a you know that might mean that our minds kind of get this like really limiting belief about what the collective is capable of mm. and when we look at the sun and moon and pisces jupiter's there too and neptune's there it's like that could be mass misinformation. We could see a lot of things come through that are like telling us that we're not good enough. All those stories that we've been programmed, I feel like could get tapped at the new moon. And mm -hmm. with the way that everything's going, it's like a labor union revolt like is, is looming with you know Uranus and Taurus. And I think that mm -hmm. the essential workers and the movement of the people against the bougie, you know, it's like the bougie oh my God. and the whole, pro it's like, I would not be surprised if we actually have a general strike on May Day. I don't yeah. know why that's, I mean, we haven't had a real that. one since I feel like 2000, right? Well, I don't think we've had a real, real general strike. Not in the U.S. Since the Wobblies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since, since, uh, before World War One. Yeah, fair, um, fair. So, I mean, it's it's time and I feel like these this square it's really all year the square between Saturn and Uranus um yeah. in these fixed signs it's like it's trying to re-solidify control mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. the counterculture oh right? yeah Saturn is the Saturn is the state it's the government it's the man oh, not at all surprised then that Uranus is the counterculture we we have this like imminent threat of war with russia yes not surprised at all that that's no. the narrative right now well in the ukraine is i think i've said this before the ukraine's going through its saturn return oh fun yeah fun. <laughs> so you know how that was yeah. <laughs> for you personally everyone oh my lord i know we don't have to get into that but i'm just saying like everyone you know has yeah. has that saturn return time where it's like okay so you signed up for this earth school show mm -hmm. your work and you're like fuck <laughs> and some of us are ready right we're like here's my receipts mm, yep. all those mm -hmm. capricorns and then no i'm just joking <laughs> they're like i have all these receipts look i've been keeping track i've been doing good yeah um you know so it's just a recalibration time but even even so it can be um a challenge so yeah. we're looking at massive, um, you know, pay gaps and obviously poverty and, and the world is yeah. suffering in ways that comes from unsustainable consumption, um, yep. planetary yep. climate destruction. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And so Lilith is also square to um, Neptune this new moon um that i read a little bit more like yeah i mean there's gonna be some disillusion it feels like there's going to like they're gonna ramp up some propaganda machines and they're gonna try to get us to 
that's kind of what I mean about now the revolution will not be televised all this other shit this is what I mean about this ramping up of uh the the war machine and stuff is uh, yeah and like like, let's get on the patriotic we see it every time in our nation we see it look to world war one it came right as there was the big general strike because right workers party finally grew to the point where they could do that um you know organizing with labor unions and the socialist party was actually really big at the time was gaining so much ground right and so what did we do world war one and then you know we have the great depression and um soon after what do we do let's jump into world war ii and i'm not saying that you know world war ii is one where we really look at and we're like it was an honorable thing quote unquote even though we did uh you know, drop an atomic bomb. Um, somehow, it, we still have this cultural memory taught in our public schools, or it was in mine, that this yeah, was an honorable thing that we yeah. went and did this war, you know, participated in this. And then uh, you have, you know, some more counterculture happening in the 60s, right? And then there's World War II, or sorry, and then there's Vietnam. And uh, well, and that's- this just keeps happening. We had, you know, you know, it, the, I think Howard Zinn talks about that a lot in his People's History of the United States. It's this that. kind of cycle in the United States of, you know, economic collapse is, is very often followed by us ramping up the military industrial complex in order to um, stimulate patriotism and, and distract people away from their own uh, their own plight. Well, and and when when you send your children to war, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a re-triggering of a wound that is based on like root chakra survival shit, and you lose mm-hmm. executive function. It's like we know right. now enough. I think about trauma and trauma responses that, yeah, we can't deny what happens in that cycle that you just described. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, you're right. Every family that that you know has somebody mm-hmm. who who becomes who goes over there, and and I do believe that most of the families and soldiers and stuff that sign up for that, I have so much respect for them in doing that. But you're right; it, I mean, it's, it does it stimulate this incredible trauma wound I just I can't we both we both have sons or is that okay for me to say yeah that's fine okay yeah I mean my son would be probably your son is right there and and mine's not far behind age-wise where I mean arguably they need Evelyn more she's like arguably yeah Evelyn (laughs) Evelyn is a fierce (laughs) warrior woman signing her up for the gorilla girls it's um yeah it's yeah, I just, I'm more, it's like, I, I, I can really empathize and sympathize with families who were, who experienced the draft. Yeah. On mass. And right now we're living in a time where they're not getting a lot of voluntary sign up, Yeah, which, you know, could prompt a draft and, um, Anyway, just the, just the well, even that the I can't draft, I can't imagine being at home even if I you know now that I've aged out of of participating or joining yeah. myself I cannot be imagine being the mother waiting at home yeah 
Yeah, yeah. any family who waits at home while their loved ones are okay. fighting a war. Like, it's just, I, I, and I keep coming back anytime anybody, you know, talks about patriotism to me, and I do, I honor all the sacrifices that everyone makes, right? We're spinning through the universe. Right. You know, everything mm -hmm. matters. But mm -hmm. I also have a deep kind of uh, resentment towards the sentiment that, you know, gets told over and over again, this narrative that it's for good somehow. I think that yeah. that's part of that delusional space um, mm -hmm. that might look like it's being activated around the new moon. Exactly. And yeah. I, I think everyone should be on alert to some degree for those stories to come back, those narratives to come that's back. That's what I get from saying too is, yeah, that's, that's and, a really good point is that, you know, we're not saying any of this to like scare people or, you know, that this is a, you know, our, our conspiracy narrative right. running <laughs> just that might want to be aware yeah, and might want to see if you can maybe avoid getting caught up in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I have found it immensely beneficial to disengage from social media. I, yeah. the algorithm is so good at showing me exactly what it it thinks I want to see and First, triggering my yes. nervous system on purpose so yeah. that I'm getting addicted to the dopamine hits and um it's been a I have felt a mental health transformation uh -huh. since uh not engaging with it so yeah I, I other people might feel that overwhelmed too and you know, just remember it's always an option. It if is. Well, if, if you're fortunate like, like me to not be running a business on it or needing it, you know, for some other part of, of your personal support like that. Yes. It, for some people, it's definitely like a supportive place where people yes. connect. And I, I see it as both ways, but I will say, and I, you know, we talked a little bit about before we got on this call and recorded but I, uh, most of my Pisces friends are not on social media. <laughs> um, and I just realized that I was just thinking about like who's opted out or who's a lot of my out. Scorpio friends aren't either. A lot and of my Scorpios Scorpio are friends not, aren't either. Check on your, check on your water element friends. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, cause I think that's the thing is like the, the, the delusion that can come from a presentation mm -hmm. that is so easily manipulatable. Mm -hmm. and and water signs see right through that shit right so mm -hmm. it just becomes a hall of like distorted mirrors and it's like and I I think that if you look at mm -hmm. anyone and I say you like this is the you listening mm -hmm. like if you look at where in your chart these water signs are you know if they fall into you know um places where social media shows up in a chart like the third house or the ninth house mm. um you know the 12th house can be more about addiction and dissociation so if you tend to dissociate on social media mm -hmm. and you've got pisces or scorpio or even cancer there it's like you might want to check your relationship with social media that was me um, yeah and i associating yeah. yeah yeah and the 12th house in general can be a place of addiction and or association in its shadow right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. again it's not it's not like we have to shy away from that it's just good information yep the pain um, is just information it's good information mm -hmm. so you know the 10th we have the first quarter moon 
in Gemini. Mm. We're going to kind of speed through this because we're going to record again before this, I think. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not. I go to Boston, so we're going to need like to maybe hang a week or something. Okay. But um, the first quarter moon in Gemini, you know, this is when we create new language, we call in new insights and we gather new data. We ask really important questions. So this is going to be a really active time. This is on the 10th of March. Mm. So this is when that's, I think the speed will start building where it's like, we're going to start talking to each other. So with that mm -hmm. new moon and all that possible disinformation or illusion or the narrative being like, oh, this is dictated from some subconscious reality that we all share, even though we've already discounted it, right? Like right. We've already retold the stories, but they're going to keep telling the same story because yeah. that same story restricts our movement, mm -hmm. tells us to get back to work tells us we're not enough, tells us we need that job, tells us we need capitalism, mm -hmm. tells yeah. us, hey, we made up this imaginary system. Do you guys want to buy in over and over again and be miserable? Cool, cool. Yay. Yeah. Clock in. It's time yeah. to get to work, right? That's yeah. my that's my deal anyways. That's my part of that reality. But so yeah. with the new, with the, with the first quarter moon in Gemini, I think it's going to be really good fucking time for anyone who's researching, doing the work, activism, where we're like, we're gathering numbers, we're gathering names, we're looking for the allies, the people who can actually um, have first accountants, um, or first, first-hand accounts of what's mm -hmm. really going on. So now that social yeah. media has actually made the world kind of a smaller place, you know, what is actually happening with people who are in the places that, you know, the media might talk about, or there might be stories about that, that could be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so hard nowadays to, to go on any of those and even discern a real account from a fake account to know if right. you really are getting a first person narrative. However, sure. if you can focus on people you actually know, to be real people and actually know maybe even in real life on those accounts i i just it sounds like what i'm hearing is that if you are out there and on on social media or within your community or whatever and you are feeling like you've got something to say or you're feeling like you got something you really want to get off your chest or you've got questions is this what i'm seeing is this real do you know if it's real is yeah. this really happening yeah. what's that happening curiosity. in your corner if it, i what i'm hearing is like people might feel kind of stimulated and inspired at that moment to share their truth and that it might be really important that they do so Fuck yeah and that's that truth can be I'm confused and scared and I don't know what's real anymore and that can be hard Ooh, which is that releasing of like I have to know everything I have to know I have <gasps> to know and I have to know why like and, though, oh it's just like when you start a new job and you want to be like I'm proficient but really the most powerful thing you say is I'm new here yeah can Show you help me, me? can you show me how to do the thing right yeah. admitting what you don't know um so but yeah relieving. that's what i'm hearing gemini season or Ge this you know last this this last quarter last quarter, first quarter in gemini, gemini might be the perfect time yes i agree kind of, maybe it's and a good time too to go through your social media and delete the accounts of people you question whether or not you can trust or or that just kind of serve mostly to trigger you in a negative way yeah well and that's um, a good time yeah for sure to double down 
on what you want more of, right? Because first okay. quarter moons are like, keep call, like call it in, be specific. Call it in. Be specific. Ooh, I like that. And and Gemini is very communicative, truth telling. Mm -hmm. It's the voice. It's our. It's. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always think of Gemini as the stage. It's the microphone. Like it's the open mm -hmm. mic. So you know, if you allow, what do you allow into your sphere, right? And again, mm. it comes down to like, if you are listening to the program of the dominant narrative, it's going, some of it's going to seep in, even if you're just using it as entertainment. It's one of the reasons why, even though I find it delightful, many of my friends watch reality TV, but there are so many messages steeped in that. If you're not mm -hmm. taking it with a media literacy lens, it can still be <laughs> damaging. So you gotta know your media literacy. And that's a, you know, so check your media literacy loops. Yes. I think, you know, notice yes. what you notice. Even if you're watching a show, say it out loud when very basic things are being reinforced, like, you know, normative behavior, any, any kind of normative behavior. Or yeah. change is too hard. Right. Oh my God. Change is no, too hard as a narrative it's I keep easy. seeing on there. And wow. like I said, it's like, what would we do instead of capitalism? Yeah. Well, there's communal living. Like, there's uh, there's like a lot of people are already fucking doing it, right? You're planning, like, you're plotting. <laughs> and yeah, but, but, but really like, that, that is a question, <laughs> I guess for me, like that is a question that I am personally um, kind of sometimes getting lost in contemplation over because it's not like we're just going to end capitalism right and yeah. you know capitalism is this economic system then we have federalism or authoritarianism or communism there's a lot of things worse at least there's a lot of political systems <laughs> i think i think there's a lot of political systems that people are kind of confusing with an economic system. So we see that a lot with like democratic socialism, mm -hmm. right? That's a, that's a political system. That's not the economic system right. of straight socialism. So semantics matter. They do matter. And I, semantics I matters. Vocabulary matters. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably guilty of, of conflating those things because capitalism for me has been a trigger since I was in college uh -huh. um, and it would be good for me to specify more because I do believe in currency and right. the, and an exchange well but I just think that when people think about what would we what would we have instead of capitalism in the United States it's like they think the opposite of capitalism is anarchy right which and, I you know I, which I'm, I'm actually a fan of if I'm anything <laughs> these days it's probably I'm like, you know, an anarchist in hiding. I'm an anarchist that's still actively participating in capitalism. I have a mortgage. I'm still participating. I still yeah. pay my taxes. I'm participating. Yeah. I'm but in my heart of hearts, and we're like I'm an anarchist. <laughs> yeah. You know, in my, I'm like, I'm like, give me Madame Latvia and the Theosophy, and give me, uh, you know, um, you know. Uh, um, oh, I can see her face, you know, um, yeah. so many of the suffragists who are actually anarchists and they're just like yes. fucking badasses. I, so yes, but yeah. again, you know, then, you know, but yeah, um, I don't like, I can't answer the question right now of no. what we would replace <laughs> capitalism with. 
No, no. You know, um, I, I don't, but I'm kind of tired of just bitching about it. Me too. Right? I want to figure I, out how, I, how we move through something. And this is what I think we're moving into mm-hmm. is a very transitional time. And, and actually I wrote the astrology for today around, mm. you know, because today as we record this, the so 22nd is one of three Pluto returns for the U.S., <clears throat> but there's so much mutable energy going on. We're in this mutable lunation. We're in Pisces season. And it's like, you're going to need to feel through this. Like what actually mm-hmm. um, are you devoted to, right? I'm devoted to connection that's true and authentic. Yes. In all things. Yes. When I go to the forest, I want to connect there. When I go to a party, I want to connect with people. When I'm in a place, mm-hmm. when I'm putting on my socks, I mean, I want to have yeah. a full sensual experience in this human fucking body. That's my yes. intention. Yes. That's what I'm devoted to. And I've realized this over years of work with the moon. I'm devoted to the yeah. moment. And when I am suffering, it's because I'm not here. Yeah. 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 It's when we're not kind of thinking about each movement through our day as a devotional movement right yeah, it's like the- here i am eating food and this is a devotional act of nourishment to my body it's not i'm gonna go work out it's i am going to practice a de- devotional uh gift for my my form this physical form yes. that i only get one of i get yeah. one and uh and it is not who i am who i am is this you know cosmic it's my portal being. it's the portal through which but it's my poor it's my it's my vehicle yeah for right now it's my vehicle so what am i, I we're both just like i know i'm like touching myself touching i'm like chakras, massaging so my oh, heart yeah. chakra take while this i say this, this like yes because this is where the heart knows right the heart knows yeah. that presence is and i just got chills like mm. the heart knows that presence is is um is the thing right right it's like and it's not it's not always here now right sometimes you're really present with anger sometimes you're really present with lots of hardship sometimes you're present with pain like this is fucking you know and you just gotta go scream you gotta scream in the woods about it right go scream in the forest about it yeah um and 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 if if we can attach only our actions to maybe okay i have this emotion i have this it comes from this thought and I'm going to go do this about it. Yeah. If it, I'm going to, I'm going to sit with this about it. If we can, if we can just say like, this is attached to that. It's not necessarily attached to my identity. I'm not going to, it's temporary. All this is temporary, but right now I'm going to act in this way because of this feeling or, and I'm ready to do something about like how we shift through what we yeah. got ourselves into. I just don't know what that looks like yet. And I am still in the hopelessness blues. Well, all you need to know is what it looks like for you in this moment. You don't need, we don't need to know what it's going to look like a month from now. We we can only, you know, it's only actually in my, for me, it is only in looking at these uh, astrological and cosmic transitions that I even consider how I might um, work through this time with the things that may or may not come up for me yeah, and how they influence, you know, maybe my, my behavioral choices, but we can't, you know, 
I don't know. I don't right. know the, what this nation is going to look like next week. All, all I can think about it where, I, what my role in this is and how I'm going to uh, act, you know, on what's coming up is right now. It's yes. the be here now. It's the be here now. It's all I, it's all we've got. Like there's a reason that, that <laughs> I know there's a reason that so many um, spiritual gurus and prophets boil it all down to that yeah. message of yep. being in the present being. And it's the, the hardest and the simplest thing. Oh, it's yes, it is the hardest. Well, I, so, I so that, that first quarter moon with Gemini, mm -hmm. Gemini energy is the storyteller. So mm -hmm. we should wrap this up in a little yeah. bow as a pod. Mm -hmm. But so this mutable energy, notice the conversations that you're having. Yeah. Notice yeah. when you want to change the channel because you're uncomfortable. Notice mm -hmm. when you want to leave the channel on because you're dissociating. Notice mm -hmm. when just know, you know, notice the moment. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the, the mutable is like, oh, how do I transform this energy? Do I do mm -hmm. it consciously? Mm -hmm. Am I unconsciously stepping away from pain? Even if it would serve me to sit Ugh. for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that mutable energy can teach us like, Ooh, you know, mm -hmm. because even if you're just a rock on that riverbed and water is rushing over you, it takes a lot to hold on. You're starting. Mm -mm. Yeah. So do we have time even to talk about the full moon and on the 18th or do we want to save it for, let's save it for next yeah. time. Okay, because I don't know if anybody can hear in the background, but there is literally some, they're replacing the roof on the house next door to me, and I'm getting very distracted by the uh, I can't hear it, but also Oh, thank goodness, but if it comes up in the background sound. Um, let's record, let's record of one maybe just for the full moon in Virgo. I love that. And, I love that, especially um, because you talk about full moon rituals next time. That's what I would really, yeah, I would really yeah. love to yes. delve into that with you because I know I have my practices yes. and you have yours. And I just, I love it when I meet other self proclaimed witches and some yes. of them have even We're had just making shit education through Crohn's. And like, I'm just like, I've been told I'm a natural witch and I'm a hedge witch and I'm this or that or whatever. And I'm like, I've just been making this shit up as I go along. I have no idea. I don't, I have never actually read a book on this is what you should do. Yeah. I've been taught things by other people, but like me putting a note in the water, I don't know where I got that from my pure I, divine psychic inspiration is where I got that one. So I'm, I'm very curious to know kind of your practices around the full moon and happy to share mine too yes well then let's do that we'll okay. schedule that and we'll do that so next time we'll talk cool. about the full moon in virgo specifically but full moon rituals yeah. generically maybe and yeah we'll really get into it so until then um i'm jennifer and i'm Lindsay, and this is the astrologic lab podcast and don't forget you're powerful as fuck fuck yeah <laughs>